Hello, hello, everybody. It's Nicole, your host of the 50 Conversations podcast, a podcast about big career moves. And as I've been saying for the past couple of months, that this is a podcast with an identity crisis. Before coronavirus, this was a podcast covering big career changes and the future of work. And the goal of this podcast was always to interview 50 people about their career changes. But then coronavirus hit and millions were let go from their jobs in just weeks, including me. So I've pivoted on this podcast to talk about layoffs so I could help people navigate the challenges that happen after a layoff. And I got to say, I'm starting to settle into this new podcast identity, kind of how we're all settling into a new normal post-COVID. So this week's episode was brought on because I received two listener emails, two separate emails, asking for advice dealing with the anxiety around being laid off. So these are people who are nervous about getting laid off and they individually wrote to me and asked what they should do. So a shout out to Oliver and Camilla for their their emails this week asking how to prepare for a layoff. I wanted to do this episode because I have heard anecdotally from friends and colleagues about their anxiety around getting laid off. And I first just want to validate that it's normal to feel that way, considering we're seeing unprecedented numbers of people being let go from their jobs. A lot of us have had colleagues that were laid off while we still remain in the job. Some of us have managers who have said have not said one way or the other whether layoffs are going to happen and so on. So that anxiety is really real. So I want to talk about five actions to take if you're nervous about getting laid off. That's what I'm going to be covering in this episode. And this is a reminder that you can email me questions about layoffs or any other questions that you want to ask about our new career chaos, as I've been calling it. You can send an email to hello at 50conversations.com. Now, if you're feeling like you need some guidance through this career chaos, this is where I remind you that my book, Punched Out in the Face, How to Upskill, Change Careers, and Beat the Robots is a mighty timely book to help you get clarity in these crazy COVID career times. Crazy COVID career times. I like kind of the sound of that. I take a lot of stuff from my book and put it into this podcast, but the book is a more straightforward process for helping you make a career pivot and learn the skills that employers are looking for. So you emerge on the other side, more secure in your job, and ideally making more money. Man, I love doing that plug. It used to be so awkward to read my book title, but I'm super into it now. You know, the other day I had someone ask me actually if this was a book for college grads because they're having a hard time right now finding work. And I said, no, actually, it's not a book for college graduates, though they're free to read it if they'd like. This is actually a book for anyone who's been out of college for over 10 years because so much has changed in the workforce and employers are now looking for a different set of skills than they were 10 years ago. So college grads, yes, it's hard right now, but they're just getting started at their career. My book is for mid-career professionals who've been in the workplace and really haven't updated their skills in a while, who might be struggling, who might be burnt out in their job and looking to make a change, or just worried about the next five years and where they stand in their field. This is for anyone who has been in a job for the last five years and really hasn't made a change or anyone that's been in their job for a long time and recently laid off because um, after a layoff, it's really necessary to start thinking about should you be making a change, should you be upgrading your skills, and so on. So that's just a quick reminder of who my book is for. Feel free, parents. You can buy it for your college grads, but uh, you might also want to take a look at the book yourself. So let's kick things off with a little This Week in Layoffs. This week is another reminder that you are not alone in this layoff chaos. 
The U.S. job losses hit 40 million in the past couple of weeks, with another 2.1 million people filing for unemployment. The national unemployment rate now sits at 14.7%, and it's sure to go higher as we get June numbers. But this week, I want to dive deeper into these stats because a big number like that really hides the reality of how unemployment is affecting communities differently. I saw a roundup of unemployment stats in The Guardian, which I'll link to in the show notes. And in that article, they found that Black and Hispanic unemployment rates sit at 16.7% and 18.9% respectively. These are nearly double the white unemployment rate, and it's due in large part to the structural inequalities and racism that's baked into our systems and workforce. The Washington Post also reported that Black and Hispanic workers tend to be in jobs that cannot be done at home, which means they are most likely they are also more likely to be essential workers, thereby putting themselves and families more at risk at contracting COVID. Now, I point that out for a couple of reasons. One, in prior episodes, I've said things like we're all in this together. And honestly, I don't think that's quite accurate reading those stats. We're not all in this together. I'm a white woman with privilege who's benefited from access and systems that were built for me as a white person. And I do not have to face the racial barriers that white people have created when it comes to access to capital, education, and the workforce. So my journey to getting back into the workforce might look quite different than other communities' journey, whether you're black or Hispanic and have bigger racial barriers. And that's something I'm learning about this week. And so I I don't think we're all in this together. We may all be going through a layoff, that's for sure, and experiencing similar things, but that doesn't mean we're all experiencing the same thing. And I'm recording this during the nationwide protests over the murder of George Floyd. And I'm certainly learning a lot by now, right now, by listening to black creators and leaders and activists. And it's definitely challenging a lot of my perspectives. But that's how this works. You have to listen and reflect and change and do the work and commit to being anti-racist. After all, it's not enough to be non-racist. You have to be anti-racist. So if what I just said was a surprise to you or offended you or you agree fully and want to learn more, I encourage you to expand your media intake, get out of that algorithmic bubble, and start listening to perspectives from black people right now. Um, In the show notes is a roundup of podcasts for racial justice. The post that I'm sharing is Pods with Friends, an inexhaustive primer for racial justice edition. It's an excellent resource written up by Ama Marfo. Ama is a writer and speaker on all things creativity and digital marketing. And she also runs the Defector Academy, which helps people working in higher education pivot into careers outside of higher education. So note to you, if you are in higher education and looking for a change, go check out her work. I'm a big fan of her work, and I'm really eager to explore the list that she put together since I'm such a podcast lover. And when you see the list, you'll see um, some of the content in there is going to be incredibly interesting to dive into and reflect on. So I encourage you to listen to these episodes and do the work to ensure that you lift up black voices and other non-white perspectives in your workplace. So a few more numbers for you this week about layoffs. The percentage of unemployed Americans who are women sits at 55%. So uh, women suffering more from layoffs than men. I will say I've read a couple articles this week talking about women who are currently employed having to balance child care and house duties more so in the pandemic than previously, and that's affecting their ability to get uh, work done and career advancement. So shout out to all the women there holding it down. Um, also, 6.1 million gig workers are now unemployed as well. You know, I think a lot about the gig workers in the fact that in future work circles, everybody talks about the future of work being gig work and really frames it as such a positive thing. And while there are 
some benefits to gig work, obviously being able to set your own schedule. Um, the reality is gig workers have very few protections and they don't have access to benefits and that they're at the whim of changing algorithms and price structures. And we're seeing that played out right now during the pandemic um, as gig workers lose their jobs with no safety net to fall back on. And as uh, gig workers who are currently working face hardships like being exposed to the virus and are not protected by their employers. The result of all this economic hardship is that one in five households are deemed food insecure. Honestly, the word unprecedented has been run into the ground lately, so I'll just say it's a lot to take all this in and wrap your head around it. So this is a reminder to be kind to yourself if you've been laid off. Go easy on yourself, and if you haven't been laid off and you're listening to this and you're worried about getting laid off, I'll just say um, extend a helping hand to those around you who are struggling with layoffs. I know I'm seeing it a lot on LinkedIn with people saying, hey, look, if you are in my network and you've recently been laid out, let me know how I can help. Um, and that's a really positive thing that I'm seeing continuously over these months of uh, layoffs and job insecurity. So be kind to others, offer to help, and be easy on yourself if you have recently been laid off. Now, if this is your first time listening to me and you're wondering why it's so depressing starting off a podcast, it's because I like to start off my podcast with the bad news so I can build you up with some good news because I like to be real with you. I don't want to gloss over what is happening out there. It is brutal. We are in uncharted, uncharted territory and I want to be real with you, right? I know a lot of people are feeling the same way. They're like, this shit is crazy and it is. It's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. It's a lot to move through. It's a lot to process and on some days you just can't. So that's okay too. So I just want to be real with you on what's going on and let's get to some good news this week. Uh, good news that comes in the form of resources to help you in your job search or after a layoff. Uh, LinkedIn and Glassdoor now have a feature that shows which companies are actively hiring during the COVID crisis. On LinkedIn, these jobs are marked with actively hiring. They're written in green. So you can see which companies are actually hiring right now. I know one of the most frustrating things is seeing jobs that are open and you're wondering, but are these really open? Have there been cuts? And so on. And so LinkedIn has really stepped up and said, okay, this is a company that's hiring. Um, Glassdoor has done the same. They have a note on their job listings that say hiring surge. That's written in orange, and I thought that was really useful as well. So if a company's on a hiring surge, that's definitely a company that you want to put more time into crafting a resume for and so on. I know I saw one for Honeywell, a company that I've never even thought of because, you know, that's in construction, not even an industry I've thought of. But I thought it was interesting that Honeywell was hiring, excuse me, their construction and manufacturing. And I've done no work in the manufacturing side. But since I saw that they were hiring, I was like, oh, well, interesting. Maybe I could sit, maybe I should consider this industry. And that's where I think the value is. It's pointing you towards companies that maybe you haven't thought of, but because they're on a hiring surge, you will now think of and you will do your research and start to get to know these companies and industries a little bit more. Because when you start to do that research, that's what gives you the advantage in the job search. So maybe if you're not already using LinkedIn or if you're not using Glassdoor, incorporate those into your job search as platforms to help you. I know it's tough out there and these little features can help. Also, I noticed that Coursera has several free online courses up for grabs and these are online courses that come with a certificate. I'm gonna to link to this in the show notes, but you might wanna consider taking an online course to build some new skills, or if you're considering a career change, they're offering free courses in digital marketing, data science, and more. And you know, Coursera isn't the only one I've seen. edX, Udacity, they've all offered some version of free courses 
that you can take. And I tell you what, right now, if you have the time, maybe if you're on autopilot at your job or maybe you just, you're, you're bored at home, go check these courses out and see what you might be able to learn during this time. This can only benefit you in your career. It's not going to help you prevent you from getting laid off, but it certainly can be a benefit. So this concludes this week of layoffs. Hope you learned something in there. Let's talk about the anxiety of layoffs. I'm going to start by saying this is not a guide to tell you how not to get laid off. Honestly, you just don't have control over that right now. The numbers, they can attest to that. All those people who laid off didn't deserve to get laid off. You know, most of them, there was nothing that they could do to prevent the layoffs, especially if they're working in an industry like hospitality. I can tell you, I'm originally from Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada, and it, they are one of the hardest hit states right now, due in large part because so much of their economy is built on tourism and they have upwards of 20%, I think it's over 20% in unemployment right now due to that. And it's no fault of the workers, they're just in an industry where there's no work right now. So. Um, I say this because I know a lot of people out there are thinking, what can I do? What can I do so I don't get laid off? Honestly, not a lot. Uh, you can work hard, but hard work isn't going to save you. Tenure isn't going to save you. You know, buttering up to your boss is not going to save you. So I say that because I want to direct you more in a, onto a path where you are preparing for a layoff and maybe not trying to mitigate a layoff. So the things I'm going to be giving you here are to help you prepare in case you are laid off. And honestly, there are things that you can do that benefit you in your career regardless. It's just kind of laying the groundwork in case. And through doing this, you do things like self-reflection, preparation, you have you build contacts and so on that if you don't get laid off will benefit you. But if you do, you're not starting from zero. You're starting with already some momentum. So that's really the goal um, of today. I want to help you prepare just in case. And in doing so, we're going to take the edge off of some of that anxiety. So I've got five actions to take if you're anxious about getting laid off. I'll start by saying these fears are very real. I said it before. I'm hearing from a lot of you, friends and strangers, about their worries. You are not alone in these fears, and it is definitely normal. So first off, what I want you to do is name your fear. I want you to figure out what specifically it is you're anxious about. Now, I asked this real recently and someone said everything. And I said, okay, everything. But what does that mean? I want you to be clear about what your fear is. It could be multiple fears. That's fine. But I want you to really parse it out. You're anxious about getting laid off. Why? Seems like an easy question, right? Getting laid off sucks. It brings stress. Right. But what is it about your situation that makes getting laid off stressful? This is going to be very personal to you. But in addressing that fear, one, naming it helps bring clarity, right? It helps it bring it out into the open. Even talking about it with your partner or your roommate or your best friend, you know, someone close to you can help it stop rattling around in your brain and get it out in the open so you can deal with it. Now, let's talk about once you identify it. So let's say you're afraid of the financial loss. Great. Now you know that that's your biggest fear. So let's start making a plan right? Start making a new budget now and see if you can live on it now, pretending like you might be laid off, right? That'll help you. One, you'll start saving money. Two, it'll, it'll help you. If you do get laid off, you will have already developed that budget. Are you afraid of losing benefits? Great. Then start researching your benefit plans now so you know what you're in for if it happens. Uh, the benefits piece is probably one of the hardest pieces about losing a job. Unfortunately, we live in a place where our Health benefits are tied to our jobs, which creates enormous stress for people that have been laid off, especially if they are the breadwinner or the person who is um, who has a family and the whole family is on 
their insurance plan. So that's a huge, huge stress. Uh, so I, what I want you to do is to get clarity. What does it look like? If you were to get laid off, how long would you have your benefits for? Do you know, right? Ask around. Is um, How much is COBRA, that horrible, shitty benefit that unemployed people get, right, that's super expensive? How much is that? And can you save for that now? Um, what does it look like? What's the process for getting on your local unemployment healthcare plan? What's the healthcare market look like in your state? And so on. Do the research now so that way you take some of the anxiety off. And again, it's going to take time, but use your time to dive into that and get the answers now to take away some of your fear. Are you afraid of the job search? Well, that's totally normal. Um, you can brush up on new tools and start looking for new jobs now so you know what's out there. That'll help. In fact, I just recently wrote a post on six new online tools that you might not know about because it may have been a while since your job search and now we have really cool technology out there to help you in your job search. I'll put that in the show notes. But if you're afraid of the job search because you haven't done it, or maybe you just think the job search sucks, that's totally fair. If that's your fear, start learning about the job search and get used to the idea now before you're laid off. And you never know, you might find something that's really interesting that you might be able to make a move on now that you didn't know about. Maybe you're anxious that you get laid off and you don't know if you can should continue on the same path or change careers. This is one I'm hearing a lot of, um, particularly for people who have been in their career path for a while. Maybe they're burnt out. You know, they're not sure. And that's a normal feeling because there is a lot of ambiguity that comes with being laid off and um, making a career change. Both of those bring a lot of ambiguity. And when you've been laid off, it's usually a catalyst for a career change because it makes you reflect on what you want, right? It's a hard stop. And for a lot of people, that can be terrifying. If you haven't thought about making a career change or you don't know where you're going to go, that can be absolutely nerve-wracking and anxiety-inducing. So what I want you to do is start playing out the scenario now. If you were getting to get laid off, what would you do? Simple as that. Think about it. And if you're saying, I don't know, I don't know, that's okay. But give yourself space and time to explore it. The next episode I told you I'm going to do is on how to make a career change after a layoff. I'm going to give you a lot of resources and tools and guidance to get through it. But for right now, I want you to really, I want you to explore it. I want you to play with the idea. And instead of saying, I don't know, I don't know, start saying, well, what if I could, what if I could, what if I could? What would that look like? Okay, what would it look like in terms of how long it would take, in terms of what you would do, and so on. You don't have to have a plan. You can simply explore paths for just now. Are you anxious that you don't know what your company is thinking? Well, if you haven't already, go ask your boss. If they don't give you an answer one way or another, start planning for the worst. At least then you know where you stand. If you ask your boss about layoffs and they say, you know what, for the next three months you're safe, but after that we can't make any guarantees, I would say start planning for a layoff just in case. That doesn't mean you're safe, right? I know uh, that wouldn't make me feel good <laughs> or safe. Now, if your company says you've committed to not laying anyone off until 2020, great. Maybe poke around on the job search and see what's out there, but at least that gives you some um, some clarity and it'll take some of the anxiety off. A lot of people tend to not want to hear those answers so they don't have the conversation with their boss. Instead of relying on what other people are saying in your department, I would talk to your boss directly. Again, the whole point of this is to name your fear and then work on the ways to make it less fearful and anxiety-producing. Knowledge helps. So that's your first step. Your next action, I want you to round up your accomplishments. Uh, this is 
so important and something most people don't do. Layoffs are a hit to the confidence. You can be the most confident person killing it out there and then you get laid off and it's like a blow to the ego. I will tell you, I experienced this. I was killing it and getting laid off, I was like, oh my God, like who am I now, you know? And it was a hit to my confidence and I have a pretty high level of confidence. And so I just want to let you know that, that you can, that's, that's normal after a layoff, but you can prepare for that by doing something that's just listing out all the things you've done and where you've killed it. It sounds so silly and simple, but it's so useful because you want this reminder after you've been laid off. This also doubles as preparation for any job search. You know, if you've been laid off and you've got your accomplishments already listed out, they're going to be top of mind as you update your resume and you prepare for the job search. So I want you to write up your accomplishments, collect the positive feedback from any work that you've done. This might be in an email, search your email for compliments, right? Copy them, forward them to your personal email. I want you to think about the projects you work out, worked on and write down what you accomplished during those. It can be as simple as, you know, I worked on this project and I came in under budget. Great, that was an accomplishment. If you're not sure, talk to others. If you've been in a job for a while, it kind of blurs together. So take the time with this and, and really think back to what you've worked on over the last couple of years. Such good practice for the job search, I tell you that. If you are in good terms with your boss, ask for feedback on what you've accomplished. And then while you're at it, ask for feedback on what you can do better. So this is just a power list. So that way, if you are laid off, you know exactly what you're capable of. And you know, you can pull that list out and say, yeah, uh, I just got laid off, but look at all these things that I did in my last job. I accomplished a lot. While you're at it, I want you to get a copy of your job description. This will be incredibly helpful. If you do get laid off, you can use the description to build bullet points for your resume. You can literally copy and paste the language from your job description and responsibilities and add it into your new resume. This is super helpful come resume time. And if you're thinking about working on your resume, I highly encourage you to check out the episode that I did called How to Use Automated Tools to Easily Update Your Resume After a Layoff. It's got some really good information in there. Again, if you've been out of the job search for a while, you could really benefit from learning about these tools to help you. So explore the landscape of possibilities. This is your next action item. The workplace has changed a lot in the last five years. If you have not job searched in a while, it's time to familiarize yourself with what's out there. What I want you to do is look up your current job title and then just read the job descriptions for it. Pay attention to what you're qualified for. Remind yourself that you're qualified for many, many roles. Pay attention to any new skills you see popping up. Are there things that you're interested in but don't have the skills for? Write them down. Companies are increasingly looking for digital skills. So you might see new software requirements or technical skills that weren't required in your role before. The point of doing this is to familiarize yourself with the landscape of possibilities. You want to know what's out there. Starting a job search when you've been out of the game for a while is anxiety producing. So start with the easy stuff. Just read the jobs. Read jobs that interest you, that you're qualified for, and even read the ones that maybe you're not qualified for but you'd like to do because those are called stretch jobs, right? And if you're 70% 70, 70 qualified for a job, you should probably take a chance on applying for it. You don't have to be 100% qualified. Make a note of what you like and what you don't like. Think about what you could do. So instead of talking yourself out of a job, I want you to think about what you could do and how you might be able to do that job. And then think of the creative ways that you could position yourself for that job. This is an exercise in um, talking, not talking yourself out of a job because a lot of times job seekers look at jobs and they think, oh, I could never do that, I could never do that. And I want you to flip your thinking. And instead of saying, thinking, I could never do that, I want you to ask, how could I do that job? And I mean this for jobs that you're interested in. Forget the jobs you're not interested in. Who cares about those jobs? I talk about this process in depth in my book as part of the exploration process for career changers. 
Job descriptions are tiny stories. Some are good, some are terrible, but you learn about the companies you've never heard of in industries you may have never considered. And you learn what skills you need and you see how you stack up. All of that is packed into these job descriptions. So take the time to read them so you know what's out there. It'll take the edge off and remind you that yes, yes, in fact, you are employable and that you could get a new job if you were laid off. And if you are reading through these jobs and you figure that you know what, you're not a fit for anything, that means there are two options. One, you're gonna need to start learning a new set of skills or you're gonna make a career change. But hey, at least you've learned that in through this exercise and not something that you can work with should you actually get laid off. Again, you're not gonna be starting from zero. And you're in luck because the next episode, I'm gonna be talking about how to make a career change after a layoff and then I'm gonna dive into how to learn a new skill so you're more employable. So I have big things planned for you guys. So if you're thinking, I don't know how to do any of that, I'm gonna sort you out. The next thing I want you to do, take advantage of free learning opportunities. There's a part of my book where I talk about leaving your job and I call it the vampire exit. The vampire exit is where you make a plan to drain your company of all its free resources before leaving. And hopefully you make the link there between draining the company and vampires. I'm spelling it out for you. It's kind of awkward over a podcast here. Anyhow, that starts with looking at any and all learning opportunities that your company offers. This could be a free LinkedIn learning course. It could be a workshop. It could be a webinar. Attend them all. Most likely you can do this on company time. I mean, how great is that? Learning while getting paid. But seriously, check in with your HR department, the department you probably haven't thought about in years. Check in with them and see what's free. Usually there's an, um, there's the, the internal website that lists you know learning opportunities or free courses. Take advantage of all of that. And again, if you're not sure, go ask your boss. There's nothing wrong with asking for learning opportunities. In fact, you show yourself as more engaged, you show yourself as a future thinker, and you show yourself as someone who's curious and wants to learn new skills. And those are all valuable skills to your employer. Again, won't prevent you from getting laid off, but it will make you look good. Plus, who knows, you might learn some things for free. Now, the last thing that I want you to do is to start talking to people from other departments. This is the part where I tell you that it's time to step up your networking game. I know, I know, I know networking sucks, but that doesn't mean don't do it. In fact, in the last episode, I talked about all the ways to make networking suck less. So go listen to that for a full guide on making networking less awkward. For this episode though, I just want you to commit to finding the interesting people inside your organization. These are the people that you're like, wow, what a cool job, or oh, interesting, I didn't know that was a thing, right? There's always those people inside the organization. Maybe it's just someone that dresses fancy and you've always wanted to learn about them, right? Like, I don't know, but find those people. You're not doing this to get a job or to prevent a layoff. You're doing this to build relationships because if layoffs happen inside your organization, you may not have the opportunity to talk to them again. Plus, they might get laid off and end up in another organization that might interest you in the future, right? So it's better to have these conversations now than after a layoff, way less awkward. Plus, you have access to them now. So on top of that, talking to others may open up opportunities to move departments or a chance to get on a new project where you might learn something new. Again, going back to those learning opportunities. Getting on a project is an excellent way to learn something, especially if it's in another department or you're working cross-functionally. Now, again, I said this isn't you're not doing this to get a job, but you never know. Something might happen, so it's worth talking to those interesting people. You can use LinkedIn to look up people in your company. You could you know, go to your internal website, find them, reach out to them on Slack and say, hey, I'd love to know more about you. You can send a simple, a simple message that says something like, hey, I'm Nicole, I work in the design department. I noticed you were working on autonomous car design. I'd love to know more about your work as I've always been curious about autonomous car design. Simple, 
right? Obviously, modify that how you'd like. That's all you have to say. Then you set up a phone call or a Zoom, which I know we're all Zoomed out, but whatever works for you, just keep it casual and ask questions about their work. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And then you have confidence and a plan going forward. You cannot prevent the layoffs, but you can prepare for them and make yourself a little less anxious in the process. This is my second to last episode on layoffs. I am going to transition back into talking to people and doing interviews, which is why I started this podcast, because I really love interviewing people to get their perspective. I've got some interviews coming up with recruiters to get their perspective on what it's like hiring during COVID, so that way you can better understand how to make yourself irresistible to these recruiters and hiring managers, and I am so thrilled to bring you their perspective. From there, I'm going to be talking all about how to upskill yourself and learn a new skill. So I have big things planned for you guys. As always, if you've got questions or there's something you want to know about, let me know. Hello at 50conversations.com. I wish you all the luck in the next couple of weeks, and I hope to hear you guys from you guys soon. Hi, everybody. It's me, and I'm popping back into your ear holes to remind you that I have a new career book to help you sort out your career chaos. The book is called Punched Out in the Face, How to Upskill, Change Careers, and Beat the Robots, and I guarantee you it's unlike any other career book that you've read before. So you can find it wherever books are sold online. That means you can pop on over to Amazon and get an ebook or a physical copy in your hot hands. Or you can go to Barnes and Nobles. You could go to Powell's or one of my favorite new book sites, bookshop.org. Any of those sites are going to be able to get you access to my book. I want to get this book in your hands. I want to get you on a career path that really excites you and engages you. And yeah, that's why I'm here popping back into your ears. <laughs>